0: time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. That's right, the Vintage Truth Podcast is being heard now in 27 countries. Wait, wait, did you hear that? 27 different countries are tuning in. And that just tells me that there is a hunger for clarity in biblical preaching, that people are tired of just make being made f- to feel good on a Sunday morning or or to happy thought or to give a laugh or whatever you know there's nothing more positive than God's vintage truth because it always builds us up it always gives us what we need in life and I think when people hear teaching like this they they just feel refreshed I mean people tell me all the time Jeff I love the way that you describe God's word the way that you explain it in a way that it just makes sense to me in my own language. And, you know, friends, that's what it's all about. And so if I can serve you in that way, then I'm meeting my purpose. Hey, listen, uh, Vintage Truth is not just limited uh, to these podcasts as it relates to my life and ministry. I'm also traveling all around, uh, bringing God's truth to churches and schools and conferences and retreats. And uh, this fall is almost completely packed up. With Bible conferences, with discerning the times conferences where I talk about where we are in biblical prophecy, I'll be speaking at some schools in the fall as well. Speaking to dads, uh, helping them build a life-changing relationship with their sons and daughters. There's just so many things, so many ways God has me busy. But but right now I'm focusing in on uh, the world of Bible prophecy uh, as it relates to my writing. You know what? It's exciting to me because we are living in the most amazing times, and There's no time for a Christian to be ignorant about what the Bible says about his relationship to God the Father, to God the Son, and as we're talking about in these two podcasts, God the Holy Spirit. And we talked about last time five of the incredible ministries that the Holy Spirit has to us in our lives, and we're going to continue that today. But obviously, there are many more ministries. I'm just highlighting 10 of the biggies. And last time we talked about his ministry of convicting us of sin and of showing us our need for Jesus Christ. The Bible also says that he makes us alive in Christ. He, birth, he makes our spirit come alive. We're born of the spirit. We talked about how this Holy Spirit baptizes us into Christ and into the body of Christ so that we are now in Christ, that he also seals us in our salvation, that our salvation is an airtight issue. And then fifthly, that he actually intercedes for us in prayer. So let's talk about five more ministries, amazing ministries that the Holy Spirit has in our lives. Oh, and by the way, tomorrow on July 4th, I'm releasing a very special podcast on how to make America truly great again. This is not a political podcast. It has nothing to do with what's going on politically. It has everything to do with what God says about what makes a nation great. And also, I'll be appearing on Moody Radio in a rebroadcast tomorrow on July 4th as to uh, my book, Wake the Bride. How do we wake the church so that we can face these last days with confidence and with hope and with our eyes wide open? That's also tomorrow on Moody Radio on the show called Equipped Radio. Equipped Radio. You look it up on Moody Radio. There's a link on my Facebook page. You can uh, see that as well, and it'll take you right to it. Okay, five more ministries of the Holy Spirit. Number six, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit sanctifies us. Now, I would venture to say you haven't used the word sanctify in any other context outside of Christianity or the church. I mean, who uses that word? You know, I would like a hot dog with a relish and some mustard. And, oh, sanctify it as, as you're doing that. No one says that, right? So we don't really use the word sanctify that much. The word sanctify means to be set apart. It means to be set apart. And in the context of the Christian life, it means that the Holy Spirit is Intricately involved in forming us into the image of Jesus Christ, setting us apart for his purposes in the direction of our lives, and then forming us into the image of Christ or the character of Christ. 1 Peter 1 2 says that we are chosen, that believers are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. It's an amazing concept, by the way. It says, by the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit sets us apart for salvation and for relationship with God and for a purpose in life. Why? That you may obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. That's talking about the obedience of faith and salvation. And so the Holy Spirit sets us apart at salvation. But scripture also tells us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 9 that the Holy Spirit, part of the ways that he does that is that he actually um, communicates with our own spirit. And we are in the Spirit, the Bible says. Romans 8, 9 says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, or the Spirit of Christ, rather, he does not belong to him. So every believer has the Spirit of God, has the Holy Spirit in him or her. Paul goes on to say in verses 12 and 13, listen to this, Romans 8, so then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh, but to or to live according to the flesh, for if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. That's what it brings. The living according to the flesh brings death, separation from God. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. So what he's saying there is that the Holy Spirit enables us, he's working in us to mold us into the image of Jesus. We are growing into the image of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, granted, you look around, you go, hey, I don't see a whole lot of Christians growing into the image of Jesus Christ. I see them being themselves. I see them pursuing their own hearts. I see them acting like the world and, and having values of the world. He you say, what's that all about? Listen, if someone is a believer in Jesus, God is ultimately responsible for bringing them to maturity in Christ. Philippians 1.6 says this, says for i'm confident paul says that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of christ jesus so ultimately if they're a true christian god's going to make that happen in their life and you know some people are going to go into heaven limping some people are going to go into heaven with their growth stunted because their own choices as christians held them back but ultimately it is god's responsibility to do that so i can't be the ultimate judge Of whether or not someone is making that because they may be in a season of slow growth or no growth and but you know what the Holy Spirit is going to make that happen uh, in their life that is his commitment to believers and so uh, he sanctifies us number seven another great ministry of the Holy Spirit is that he fills us it says in Ephesians 5 18 do not be drunk with wine for that is excess but be filled with the Holy Spirit be filled with the Holy Spirit now in the Christian world there's so much confusion about what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, you have one whole branch of the of the Christian world that thinks that that is supposed to be accompanied by some sort of uh, uh, some sort of uh, speaking in tongues or to be uh, slain in the spirit or there's some sort of you know paranormal experience that goes with that. But what Paul's simply saying is this: He uses a word "plorao," which means to be influenced by the Spirit. That's what it means. That's why I use the illustration of being drunk with wine. That doesn't mean that we're supposed to be drunk and tipsy with the Holy Spirit. There's this direct correlation between what it means to be drunk and what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. What he's saying is, just in the same way that an alcohol influences a person, in other words, it influences his his sight, uh, his speech, it influences his thinking, his judgment, his perception, his his actions, his behavior, his personality, everything. When alcohol is influencing a person, controlling a person, then they're drunk. I mean, you look at him, you go, he's drunk, she's drunk. Guess what? When a person is controlled, filled, influenced, directed by the Holy Spirit, guess what? Well, It influences our sight. It influences what we see and how we see. It influences our speech, what we say. It influences our actions, our behavior, our attitudes, our relationships with people. It influences the decisions that we make in our lives. See, one of the reasons why so many Christians are living such defeated, horrible, boring lives is because they're not being filled with the Spirit. They're simply not allowing the Holy Spirit to take charge of their life on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis. So, Jeff, what does it mean? How do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, I could do a whole podcast on this, but I'm going to simplify it down into just one principle. Just simply let him be in charge. That's it. You don't have to pray a prayer. You don't have to go through a formula. Just let him be in charge. Just you know, let him take over the guidance system and the thought system, take over your, your, your thought processes and allowing to be in charge. So when you say, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, it's any time you feel like you need to be filled. Hey, Lord, I need your power right now. Lord, I need your thoughts on this issue. God, I need you to help me relate to this person. God, Lord, I need your direction. It's allowing him to inform you. Now, it's not something that's completely disconnected from the scripture. You can't just ignore the Bible and never read God's word, never get into God's vintage truth, and then automatically just let the Spirit guide you. Well, the Spirit's got nothing to work with in you. So the Holy Spirit and the Word of God work together in sync on that principle. In fact, what's very interesting is when Paul wrote to the Colossians, in Colossians chapter 3, in really what is a parallel passage with Ephesians 5.18, instead of saying, be filled with the Spirit, you know what he said? He said this. He said, let the Word of Christ richly dwell within you. That's what he said. And he goes on to say, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him through God the Father. He's just simply saying that when the word of Christ fills you, guess what? The Holy Spirit's going to be filling you because he works in perfect concert, in perfect harmony with the word of God. And so to be filled with the Holy Spirit is also to be controlled by the, the word of Christ so again to be filled with the Holy Spirit means to be influenced by, by the Holy Spirit means that he influences everything that you do in your life and you know he works within your own personality he works within your own stage of growth it works within your own unique relationship that you have with him but he's going to empower you to do and to be everything you need to do and to be alright number eight the Bible says that the Holy Spirit also leads us or directs us. In fact, over in Romans chapter 8, by the way, you're getting the, uh, getting the feeling that Romans chapter 8 is a pretty cool chapter that's got so much in there about the Christian life. But that's what Romans 8 says. Uh, verse 5 says this, says, For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. You see, when we set our mind on the spirit of God, it means that that He is able to guide our life. He is able to lead us. You know, many times we'll pray things like, "Lord, lead, guide, and direct us." And I often think after hearing someone pray that, well, "How how would you know if God's going to lead, guide, and direct you?" How would you even know that he's doing that? How do you know that's not you? How do you know that's just not, you know, you're following the Christian crowd or or what people expect of you? How do you know if God is leading, guiding, or directing you? Well, the Bible says that if if you set your mind on the Spirit, then the Spirit will lead you. Look what it says later in verse 14. It says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So in other words, a telltale sign of someone who is a son or daughter of God is that they are being led by the Holy Spirit in their life. In other words, they're not just like getting up every day and going about their day. They're asking God to take them through their day. They're not just saying, Lord, um, I I think I'd like to do whatever I want to with my life or, or follow the career I want to follow. No, God, what do you want me to do? What is your will for me? What is your best plan for me in this relationship, in this school situation, in this family relationship, in this job, in this career, in this pursuit? Whatever it is, he's allowing you're allowing God, the Holy Spirit to lead you. And and that's all a part of submitting your life to him on a daily basis. It works again in perfect harmony with being filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit leads us. Another ministry is that, and this is a little bit obvious maybe to some of you, but the Holy Spirit actually indwells us. He lives within us. Now, when we say he lives within us, we're not talking uh, specifically about a spatial relationship, okay? In other words, the Holy Spirit's not like in one part of our body. He's not existing like in our liver or our kidneys or or something like that. It's a, it's a relational term when it says the Holy Spirit indwells within you there's a special intimacy that the holy spirit has with our spirit he dwells with our spirit that the old testament believers quite frankly did not have and that's why david prayed lord don't take your holy spirit from me we talked about that uh, earlier but in john chapter 14 verses 16 through 17 that's what jesus said he says i will ask the father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever that, that word another means another of the same kind. Another one, another one like me, Jesus says. In other words, equal to me. In other words, God. And that is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not behold him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. That's John 14, 17. So Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm going to come to you. And Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit, the the paracletos, the the one called alongside us to help us in our lives. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. He dwells within us. And because of that, we have a special intimacy with God. He's with us at all times. He goes with us wherever we go. And so it's very important that that we allow him to direct us because he's having this, this close personal connection with our spirit. And so... Uh, as the Holy Spirit indwells us and we relate to him, you know, we begin to understand things that not only the world doesn't understand, but also many Christians also don't understand. Say, Jeff, what do you mean by that? Well, that's, that's the number 10 ministry or the Holy Spirit is that he guides us into God's truth. He guides us into God's truth. And in John chapter 16, In verse 13, it says, Jesus says this. It says, but when when he, the, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. And he will glorify me, for he will take of mine and disclose it to you just like I did from the Father to you. You know, just real parenthetically, it's a whole other ministry of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit's job is to exalt Jesus. Do you know that? The Holy Spirit's ministry is not to exalt himself, but to exalt Jesus. And so when you have a, a ministry or a church or a sect of Christianity that's, that's just obsessed with the Holy Spirit, you know that the Holy Spirit's not the one behind that movement. You know why? Because his job is to glorify Jesus. That he points people to Jesus Christ. That's how the, the Trinity works uh, with one another. The, the, the Father sends the Son. The Son glorifies the Father through his death on the cross. And through the Holy Spirit, he points other people to Jesus. But the whole point is that, that the Holy Spirit is going to guide us into all truth. That's part of what he does. He leads us to the truth. He keeps us from error. And he takes us into the true things that are true about God and, and also the things that are going to come he says. And not just the things that happen immediately after Jesus' death and resurrection, but the things are going to happen in the end of the time, because the Holy Spirit is the one leading us into that truth. So that's why we have to be connected to the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, so that we can know what is true about the end times. You know, there are so many sensational claims out there today, and so many people trying to to get our attention uh, through making all these speculative claims and these uh, these statements that that may have a, a kernel of truth to them, but they're not being led by the Holy Spirit. We need to make sure that what people say about the future is God's truth. And of course, we can't know everything, but we can know many, many things. And so it's important that we understand that, that the Holy Spirit will guide us in the truth. And by the way, you say, Jeff, how do I do that? Well, here's here's simple principle here. You get into God's word. You stay in it. You get into it as much as you can. You hear great preaching. You read your Bible. You study it for yourself. You read great books. And I guarantee you, the more you get into God's Word, the more God's Word will get into you, and the more the Holy Spirit will begin to work into your life. You'll not only see Him guiding you and directing you and doing all these things, leading you into His truth, but you'll also see Him performing His miracle in you. We didn't even get into the, the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All those things are from the Spirit. They come from Him. Isn't that crazy? And so the more that you're connected to the Holy Spirit and allow him to work in your life, the more you will see those things being worked out in your life. We don't have to just pursue it or try to be more self-controlled. The Holy Spirit will do it in us if we'll focus in on a relationship with Jesus Christ. So those are ten amazing ministries of the Holy Spirit that will absolutely radically transform all of our lives. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow on the Vintage Truth podcast, tomorrow's July 4th, and I hope you'll take just a few minutes to listen to this broadcast on how to make America truly great again. Is that even possible? Can that happen? I think it can, but not without you and the body of Christ. God bless and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.